Hello and welcome back to Super Fantastic Terrific. My name is Russ Turley. I'm just Brad Chowan this week. I'm Dave Savillage. And tonight we have decided to review a very recent movie. Uh, the year is <laughs> 1981. And uh, the movie is Escape from New York. Now, who, whose idea was this movie? I believe it was Dave's. Dave's I, movie. I suggested it because someone said, let's do a classic 80s film. Yes. Okay. I said because the 16 Candles one was like one of my favorite of the recent ones we've done. And I, I am so sorry I missed down. that. I, I, I'm so angry I missed that podcast. <laughs> uh, it, that was, it, that was a good one. I yeah. really enjoyed that. Um, so I figured we could like you know focus in on one thing again because that worked well. Yes. It does. It always does. But this yeah. one, you know what? I I had seen I've I've seen Sixteen Candles probably as many number of years as the, has been since it was created. Like every yeah. year, I've probably seen it. Um, but I have never seen Escape from New York until this week. Until You've literally never, seen it? never really have seen it. And I watched it. I finished it actually today. Oh, oh, you know, hopefully no, no, nobody from my work is uh, is listening, <laughs> but I was uh, working from home today and I had that on when I was working at you the were. same time. Yes. And uh, I was... Russ Turley, we thought you were working. Russell, we have a caller. It's your boss. <laughs> <laughs> right. But um, but I watched it today and uh, so let's, let's get going. So, uh, who'd like to give a kind of a synopsis, just the the general plot? Because there's not much. Let's just start with that. <laughs> I'll let Dave go since it was his pick. Well, let's see. Uh, the the big thing about this is that New York Manhattan Island has been turned into the world's largest maximum security prison. In the which, in the future year of nineteen. Yes, but it's <laughs> yes. If you if you follow the. The, the the timeline they lay, the the voice in the beginning says, lays out that um, it started in 1988 and then by 1997 it was this full on maximum security prison and if little trivia piece that was Jamie Lee Curtis doing the opening narration oh, oh really I didn't know that yeah yes yes and John so Carter, staying in the family yeah <laughs> so the um, the, the plot is that some terrorist hijacks Air Force One and crashes it into this maximum security prison where uh, – and the president survives by some sort of escape pod. And so in order to get the president out by be, and get him to a conference by a certain time, uh, they, they use a recently – a captured prisoner by the name of Snake Plissken, a um, Kurt Russell in his in early dramatic role, a, and famous for his eye patch, to go in and get him out in less than twenty four hours. So that's kind of the quick synopsis. Yeah. So basically, now after we've talked about this movie, we'll have discussed two out of the three Kurt Russell eye patch movies. <laughs> <laughs> What's the third one? What's the third one? Well, they did Escape, Escape from L.A. years later. Which oh, you don't want to, which, which was sucked. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, that I, I, one, I, that one, they had like a budget and they spent all their money on really bad, uh, cheesy effects. Like, I think that at one point he's like 
hang gliding, hang gliding, uh, tidal wave or surfing or whatever. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, movie- so snake Pliskin played by Kurt Russell. So he was, uh, he was a, uh, a former green beret, a former like special ops, uh, yep. soldier. Yep. And now he's, right. uh, he's been, uh, arrested for something yeah, he, he's going to be he's been arrested for like supposedly robbing the federal reserve bank in atlanta yeah, right and he's going to be put on the island the long island which is now it's again a, a prison well actually manhattan island Manhattan. Because, island. excuse me manhattan yeah. island right yeah are you drinking uh, a long island is that what um <laughs> this well, that's it no just <laughs> just uh Yes. Water. But um, um, so Manhattan Island, excuse me. So yes. uh, right. And so what? Um, so Snake Plissken, there's really no backstory on the guy. No. Other than, other than just, like, uh, it's just president crashes th- via pod on uh, on Manhattan and you know the prison island of Manhattan. And now we need to find him because he's been taken captive by Isaac Hayes. But yes. but but do you need a backstory when a guy walks into a room with a mullet, an eye patch, and and smoking a cigar with a badass attitude? I mean, I don't think you really need a backstory. I don't know. Yes. I, I'd like something. I think his hairstyle and his eye patch say it all. Well, there's a there's a there's a trivia. Did you need, to did this you need whole... a backstory for Captain Ron when you met him down near the docks? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. You're trolling me, man. <laughs> I actually had to pay to watch that one. At least I could watch this one for free. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, there is apparently there's like they had filmed like an extra section of the movie that they actually shot in Atlanta oh. of the, the where he robbery. where he's captured. Oh, it was okay. the robbery, yeah, and they actually shot on the Atlanta Metro. That that was like a little piece of trivia I learned when I was living in Atlanta many, many years ago. So those are on the uh, DVD extras that we didn't get by watching uh, on prime video. Is that, that I, yeah, I guess not. I, I've never released the got... carpenter cut. Yes. <laughs> so this will go with that, uh, directed by John Carpenter. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, and, and, you know, in the beginning I'm watching the movie and really it could have been, uh, the way it was set, it could have been any time, you know, any place it was very very well set up um but then it kind of it, for me it kind of uh, uh devolved into this very simplistic plot and uh, and i was well I, and the funny thing is i kind of agree with you because i've always considered this a classic but i haven't seen it in quite a while yeah. and right. so when i was doing my rewatch the other day i noticed that it took quite a while before much of anything happens like it was yes. it was really slow at the beginning and I don't remember that because I, I kind of just remember, you know, all the chaos when he's in New York and when the John Carpenter like soundtrack kicks in is right. when yes. the movie kind of really takes off. But the beginning was kind of was a lot slower than I had remembered it. So it did take quite a while to get to the point where, you know, like you said, it is a very simplistic plot. Simpler oh, yeah. than I remembered where he just, you know, he drops in, he fights off some crazy, crazy dudes. <laughs> and he's got he's got got to do it in twenty two hours, or else his neck yeah. explodes. Yeah, right. They inject this thing into him that basically he's got twenty two hours to get back, or otherwise he's like toast. Really good way to ingratiate yourself to the person that's trying to do the job for you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, motivation. Motivation. Yeah. 
Um, so let's talk a little bit about cast here. We have Kurt Russell. Yes, and, and, and he was Snake trying Keskin. to break. Yes, he was trying to break out of his previous Goody Two Shoes Disney movie. Yes, because well, he basically grew up like a like in in a bunch of Disney films. Um, was the computer wore tennis did, shoes. He played, you know? Yeah, he he played Dexter Riley in three like you know silly goofy you know Disney comedies. Yes. And then all of a sudden he shows up out of nowhere, you know, with the eye patch and a mullet as this badass dude that, you know, kind of took off, you know, a whole new career for him. And his connection with John Carpenter is pretty stellar, too, because he also did The Thing, which is mm-hmm. a classic. Yep. And then, of course, um, Big Did this come out in like the same year? Thing? Did, weren't they like one right Thing after the was, other? Thing was 82, I think. Okay. So. This was 81. That was 82. And then Big Trouble in Little China was like in mid 80s. Okay. We basically did like a trilogy of films with uh, right. right. And then, and I uh, also like yeah. the, the fact that Don Donald Pleasance, who we had previously yes. seen in John Carpenter's Halloween as the Doctor Loomis character, right. was the president. That was a pretty yes. cool uh, casting. Yes. So, so, what yes. else was right. he in? I, I I remember seeing him. He played. Um... He was Ernst Stavro Blofeld in the movie You Only Live Twice. Oh, there you yeah. go. He was a Bond villain. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. yes. Okay. Well, that... I mean, most people remember him for playing that, you know, in the, in the Halloween movies, mm-hmm. oh. you know, the doctor trying to warn them about the crazy guy that's about to kill everybody and nobody listens. Yeah. Uh, and he was also, he was also in the World War Two movie, uh, The Great Escape. Yeah, he's, he's good. In the oh, absolutely. Yes. With uh, Steve McQueen. Yes. And what was an interesting little piece of trivia about Donald Pleasance in that film was that the um, Apparently, the John Sturgis, who was the director, was doing something, and Donald Pleasance says, "No, that wouldn't wouldn't have happened in a German POW camp." And Sturgis told him to get lost. And Richard Attenborough kind of said, uh, "Yeah, he was in one of those camps as a prisoner." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so oops. He knows. <laughs> so. uh, you also have uh, Lee Van Cleef. He's yes. the uh, the warden. Yes. Um. Ernest Borgnine is Cabby, which kind of a throwaway character. I mean, really, yeah, that's a throwaway. Really, role. really not uh, important. Adrian Barbeau. Yes. Which I was like, oh man, what uh, was Adrian Barbeau known for? Anything but cleavage. I mean, really, is that? <laughs> wasn't she? Wasn't she married to John Carpenter at one point? Was she? Oh, I don't know that. Um, wow. I don't know. That has a I've... rough look to me. I'm not a big uh, Adrian no, Barbeau no. fan. She was, uh, no, she no, was from, from neck to uh, to midsection is was really her yeah. uh, her claim to fame, as far as I can tell. Uh, what was your quote from the Sixteen Candles? You had something going on in the chestular region. <laughs> <laughs> See, you, you you wrote that in our chat, and I'm like, I don't even remember saying that. But yeah, no, no, oh, you're, I was, you're, I was you're right. To it live <laughs> when I posted that. <laughs> Listen to my yes. in the chest. Adrian Adrian Barbeau was married to John Carpenter. Ah, very good. And as a child by him. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, he goes you, by the nickname The Thing. You had uh, Isaac Hayes as the Duke. Not catching that one. <laughs> yes, Isaac Hayes as the Duke. The Duke, number the, one. King, the king of uh, Manhattan there. And uh, Harry Dean Stanton was Brain. It yep. was uh, uh-huh. an interesting character. And the rest of everybody else I really don't recognize. Yeah. Um, but that's a pretty good cast. Oh, no, that's a great cast. I mean, uh, Considering John Carpenter was like, you know, he just basically come off like a low-budget horror movie 
you know, before doing, doing jumping into these films. Right. And he, they pretty much gave him no budget to do this to begin yeah. with. They couldn't shoot it. And they only shot one scene in New York and that was at the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the weird thing for me, I think the weirdest thing is rewatching this now because it was made in 1981 and, the, and this was supposed to take place in the far future of 1999, 1997 or whatever. It's just mm-hmm. when you, when you think about it, you're just like, Oh, oh my God. Like, the movies we used to watch had the futures that have passed us. But it was kind of weird because there's a scene where he starts driving through, like, once he gets into uh, Manhattan, they get in the car and they're trying to, like, drive over to where um, they think the president's going to be. I was like, oh, my God, they they got it right. They were just about 23 years off. Because it looked like they were yes. driving through the autonomous zone in Seattle or something. I, I was thinking yes. the same thing. I'm watching it as they're, like, beating this station wagon. It has, like... Yeah. It has bars the on the truckster. windows. Yeah, it has bars on the windows, and and, and then they're they're yeah, smashing it and throwing things at it. I'm vacation. thinking like, oh my gosh, is this some from kind of is this from Seattle? What's going? You know, yeah. and you like or the remains of uh, Minneapolis, right? Like you right. Know, like, but but the but the but these guys, these uh, these criminals in Manhattan, had the good sense to not get in front of the freaking car. Yeah, you know, yes. so they could be wow. run over. That was like where they were smarter than all these uh, yeah. these protesters. But 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 it was just so weird. It was just kind of almost eerie watching this, you know, as this future movie of what could happen and seeing what's happening today and going, oh god, like twenty three years. Careful, this could be the movie we're living in. Yes. <laughs> you know, that's the scary thing. Like you know, they have the whole thing where people come over and they start jumping on your car. Like yes. they need to like knock it off with the allowing protesters to block traffic because. If you're getting in front of the, my car and someone's going to bash my windows open, I got my kid in the car. I'm running your ass over. Plain and simple. Right. Yeah, uh, I'll deal with the consequences later. I'm not yes. getting my head bashed just, in with a with Nick's right. back. Be, I'm not going to be right. pulled rather, out of my car. Rather would rather be judged by twelve than carried by six. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um. So yeah, so so Snake Plissken. He's got a the uh, the president has been taken uh, captive by the Duke. He's the uh, the king of Manhattan, the uh, the uh, a number prison. one, a, a number <laughs> one, um, and he uh, he's got all his minions, and they all have you know it's very uh, post apocalyptic in that way. It's you know the the all the characters and the the weird you know the weird dudes. It's it's very well. It, uh, even, it even has like a zombie element. To I was going to say it, like a little fellow bit like that. Once he gets it, well, first of all, I just want to comment on the, the cheesy plane, uh, the way how he gets there. That cheesy little glider that he lands on top of the Oh, how about those center, computer graphics, weird. man? Those things yeah. were great. At the, at the 1981, <laughs> those graphics were amazing. They were well, probably he, cutting edge, I'm sure. Well, they so actually. He, and he, and he starts uh, going through the city, and there's these, like these, there's like the regular people on the, on the um, whatever, the jail island. But then there's like the people that live in the underground. And those people were like, Freaking zombies coming out of the sewer! Vents. Yeah, the one, the, the one that, then the lady, the the woman that got pulled in under, uh, like the the cafe, oh, she got yeah. pulled. Oh, pulled that, yeah. that underground. What was that about? I was I was freaking out on that. I was that was Kurt Russell's wife. At the time, oh, <laughs> at the time, yeah, that was that was before Goldie. Pre Goldie, huh? Which one? Which one was that? I was I'm looking at the uh, the cast here. She was the, um, in the girl chock in full of nuts. Yeah, the girl in chock full of nuts cafe. Okay, season Hubley 
It, it says yes. here. Huh. Yes. Wow. God, all these people are getting old. This one, that woman's 69. How old is Kurt Russell now? My God. Oh, I don't know, but the, the funny thing is... He's also 69 years to, old. My God. We had just talked about 16 Candles, and the meme was going around, like, you know, this is how old you are, that Jake Ryan turned 60. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That, that one's got to hurt the women. That... <laughs> All the girls so were he... tagging themselves in the... Jake Ryan just turned 60. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, so what... How old is Kurt Russell now? It's 60? 70? He's got to be... Close March seventeenth, nineteen fifty one. Dang! And he's also okay. only five feet eleven inches. My gosh! Wow, he's one inch taller than me. Wow. So oh I'll... my gosh, you're so short, Dave. I know. <laughs> I know. Ah, <laughs> uh, so um, uh, so let's uh, so, so the plot wise. Um, so we've got uh. The, we 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 get uh, Snake Plissken uh, meets Cabby, uh, mm-hmm. takes him to Brain, and uh, Adrian Barbeau, whose name is Maggie. Yeah. Yes. In the uh, re- really like a uh, really doesn't need to be in there, other than other than for uh, for eye candy, in, <laughs> b- yes. b- below the neck. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Is is she still alive? I'm sorry. I gotta make sure. I, I hate I've to talk seen... ill of the dead. Let's see. Uh, Let's see how old she is. We are. Uh, this is a dead air. Oh, it's, it's just hanging. No, oh, she's no, se- dead seventy-five. Okay. Woo. Wow. Woo. Woo. My goodness. <laughs> Woo. She was. In, I, hey, she was in Maud with B. Arthur. How about that? There you go. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I'm, I'm, I'm but gonna, so I'm, anyway, so they, they, he gets from brain brain he'd worked the job with. Brain's the one that kind of screwed him over on that job that he got arrested for, apparently. So they have like a history, and then he basically kind of right. takes brain captive to find out, you know, where's the president? Because exactly, he, he finds the president's like uh, wrist marker, which was like the dumbest, you know, thing ever, because like that could easily be transferred to anybody or a rat or anything. And he, and he finds it on some guy. I, I swear to God, that was like a guy that plays the drunk in all the Western movies. That bum that he finds the uh, president's wristband on. <laughs> I, I, I'm almost certain that guy's the guy that they found drunk in like at least five Western movies. But, so so he, he needs to get the information of where is, you know, the president. And so brain, you know, seems to know stuff. So he's, he's the brain. And then they get they get in the car. That's when they go across town, you know. Through all the chaos, like I said, it's crazy. Yep. On also, Broadway. It's pretty decently compared to her 1981 <laughs> look. Yeah, I yeah. Just, I've just posted a uh, supposedly a 2020 Adrian Barbeau 75 mm-hmm. in the chat. And she uh, is. Uh, hasn't come in yet. Oh, she's, uh, oh. It popped up and then went away. Oh. So anyway, the, the, the part was like, like I said, it was, it was kind of weird because, like, it was, it was a lot slower than I remembered. Kurt Russell's character really doesn't do as much as I thought he did. Like, I always just remember him being such a badass, but I think it's more because of his look. Right. Does, does he have more than like you know two dozen lines in the in the film? Yeah, he just kind of he kind of groans them out. He's like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> but he does. He it does end up in a, a cage match. 
against some Neanderthal. I was going to say that there there was an awesome fight with the uh, yeah, right. nail uh, the bats, bats or whatever. with the nails yes. in the, in the uh, trash can lid shields. Yeah, yes. it was basically pre Negan uh, bats with the nails. I wonder where that yes. comes from, where they got it from. Yeah, um, <laughs> and he takes out that guy, and then all of a sudden he's like literally um, ignored after that. Like he's like he's he's won his freedom. It seems like at that point. Well, some weird, well, some weird punk rocker that looks like a zombie comes in and yells, "Brain got away with the president!" And like everybody goes to look out the window, and Snake Plissken just kind of sneaks like, out okay. the back. Yeah, yeah. does <laughs> kind of the Bill Murray. Thousands of people in it, you know, watching. Does kind of the, the the Carl Spackler after the guy gets hit by lightning, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> slips away. Yep. Nobody's paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> But for me, the, the one thing that did hold up, because like I said, I, I remember it more fondly than, than, I, than I felt like I after watching it again. The one thing that did work was once the music kicked in, once they started doing that, like, cross uh, Manhattan journey. And that yes. John Carpenter, this vintage John Carpenter, like, beat, you know. He, yes, I, if he hadn't had that soundtrack in the original Halloween, it would never have been what it was. It right. was that John Carpenter, like, Pounding in your ear nonstop the same music over and over again soundtrack that kind right. of just amps it, things up. Yeah. So that would I would say that was probably my favorite part of the return to this movie was uh, you know when it, that kicks in. But it, it took a while to get there. It really moves the plot forward because I mean the first fifteen minutes I was thinking, wow, this is really fresh. This seems like it could be made today. Yeah. And then after that, that's just really when the music kicks in. But yeah. but the rest of it kind of falls falls apart for me. And, yes. uh, and so, but, and, and the plot was just barely there. It was just, okay. How it was, it was like the watching the warriors, you know, it's like, uh, I just don't really need to see. Oh, no, no, there, now you're, now you're, hey, 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 I was dressed up for a warrior screening at the theater, at Balboa theater. You, in, uh, you, 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 you were baseball fury. What? Yeah, I was the baseball fury. Uh, uh, okay. Cause that was the best costume of the whole thing. Oh, totally. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that was the whole. Well, movie. I think the Warriors. That's a perfect movie that could be, should be redone today. Like, you could have so much fun remaking that because some of the costumes of the gangs were just like ridiculous. Some of the gangs looked like actual gangs, but then they had like the uh, roller skating hillbilly gang and like the mm. mimes, <laughs> right? And then the baseball furies. Like, who dresses up like that on a daily basis? Got to put all the face paint on, get my baseball bat. Well, in, in this day and age, you don't know. Yeah. Right. But no, I, yeah, that, that was good stuff too. But yeah, no, I, I did get, get vibes of that when I was watching this. And I almost was reminiscing. Like, I used to put this film higher than Warriors, and now I think I have Warriors higher than this one. Just because yeah. I think their journey of trying to get across town while avoiding right. all the gangs was a little bit better um, plot. Like this, I just remember this one being more what, what than it was. was the Warriors and, and it's just That's because because Kurt Russell just looks so badass with his eye patch, right? Like, so the Warriors was. But did you have um, to like the chase at the end across the uh, across the bridge? Yes. Where like you get onto the bridge, you had to like leap a car. <laughs> yes. The bombs are yeah. going off. When, when yeah, it, says, that, that, all I have to say is that map that they had to tell you where the bombs are wasn't worth the a snot because well, yeah. they were crashing into them left and right. You know, yeah. it, it got brain killed. He's like, go left. And he went left and they oh, went right and he it, got blown it, boom. up. Yeah. What I was, think they didn't get their money's worth on the map. Yeah. <laughs> 
Right, you know, that was that was very sad. So what would your what would be your Russell obviously didn't like it as much as me and Dave do. But what would be your well, favorite moment or scene? Mm. Mm. Mm, let me think. I mm. have mine. What's that? Okay, so you know like when the president's being tortured and he's being forced to say stuff to the duke. Right. And then you get to the end and Kurt Russell's like almost pretty much going to be left behind. Like he would have been left behind if it hadn't been for the president. Right. Because um, the two guards on the top of the, the wall that had pulled the president up had already been shot. And then the president shows up like out of nowhere, like fl- flies in like Han Solo, you know, at the end of uh, Star Wars and, right. with the machine gun and starts yelling at the Duke going, <laughs> saying the infamous line. Yes. And he's blowing him away with the machine gun. I thought that was pretty good. Hmm. Right. Well, I I thought the the this, the part where they that they've also there's also that little plot element of the tape that the president has. Oh yeah. That, at that at the end. Yeah. At, and at at the end he's Snake Plissken's walking away with the real tape I, just I, tearing I, it up. I still don't understand what that tape was. Now can can you explain to me what it was cuz I they didn't really say they, well, they, hinted, they played a tiny bit of it, bit of it. That's it. It, it was a yeah, like Brad said it's a MacGuffin. It it's like the Holy Grail or the Ark in the Raiders movies. Right. The thing you got to get. But um, I think it, from, just from the plot, it seemed like it had something to do with like some nuclear conference that he was supposed yes. to go to. Yeah, that China superpower. and Russia were supposed to. Yeah. China and the Soviet Union were supposed to be. So it was supposed yeah. to be some big important message that was going to help prevent like World War Three, basically. <laughs> oh. Right, and Snake Plissken exchanges it for some <laughs> some yeah. audio tape. Uh, Cabby's uh, yeah. Cabby's music, yeah, yeah. exchange for it. So, uh, seriously, honestly, um, I, I I can't say there's a favorite scene. a great scene in the entire thing. Um, no, there's not. I, I don't I don't think there is. Um, so you don't have nostalgia for this one like we did for uh, no, Sixteen no, Candles. Then. No, no, I don't. No, no, because because I literally I watched it like over a couple of days this week. That that, that yeah. was I. I just finished it today, and uh, I did enjoy like uh, when Brain, when Brain was killed by the uh, by the mine and uh, Adrian Barbeau, Maggie. She decides like I'm not going anywhere without him. He was my guy, and she just starts shooting at the Duke and the uh, shooting blindly, like when he's way too far away to hit with some. The guns in that were interesting. The guns in that movie were kind of almost futuristic. If you notice, they felt almost like blasters. Well, they they, kinda, they just well, kind of I mean, exploded yeah, out of the. 1997 uh, guns. They exploded well, out of her, the, uh, the the. Barrel. She was she. That was just a like simple fireworks. revolver that we sh- was shooting that someone stuck a scope on. Yeah, right. But they had and like then, flashes that looked almost like laser bolts, like when right. Kurt Russell was using a gun earlier. Right. So yeah. I have to say, I think my, that was supposed to make it a little bit more sci-fi. My favorite thing was probably the Duke's car. It was, oh, yeah, it was the that, chandeliers. The, oh, yes, the chandeliers. Cadillac with the chandeliers on the uh, on the corners. That was uh, <laughs> that was classic. I, I would totally love to drive a car like that. That would be amazing. <laughs> but I, I, I can't say there's any others. It was really uh, a throwaway movie. I mean, I know. Yes, it, really, I mean, it is. I'm really because like I, other than. Um, Launching apparently Kurt Russell from the uh, being a child actor to a 
action star. I yeah. mean, what mm-hmm. was the next movie that he did after this? I mean, be like, Big Trouble in Little well, China. Probably, Is that it? I mean, that's no, probably the thing, which was also the okay. thing. And then he then he did one called The Mean Season, which yeah, was, was actually pretty good. He was he was he got pretty busy after that. Uh, yeah, he, up, he, also, he also he also hooked up with Goldie Hawn sometime around there. So he did get yeah, busy. 1983, he got together with Goldie Hawn. So I, I've got the I've got the list here. My gosh, that's amazing. The filmography. Well, this is now the third film of his we've covered. Because remember we covered that. Uh, God, I can't remember the name of it. That that one with the um, crazy Indian tribe. Oh my gosh, uh, Bone uh, Bone Hawk or something. Hawk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. Oh man, that was amazing. Bone Tomahawk. Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> that was great. What? That one Scott Cole joined us for, and he hadn't even seen the movie. That's right. <laughs> um, what, what's the name? Of it? I haven't Bone heard. Tomahawk. I haven't heard of that it was one. Like a, super low budget like movie that made like less than a million dollars total i guess gross because it i don't even think it barely hit the theaters lower but it was budget really... than a john carpenter film oh no it wasn't a john carpenter film anyway, lower budget than a john carpenter film. oh yeah lower <laughs> budget than a john carpenter film i mean this was made like you know let's go out in the desert and shoot this western huh but but it was like in the let's see bone tomahawk was in Mm, I see it on his uh, filmography recent. here, but uh, it's not even on the. Uh, I'm, I'm on the uh, Fandango. I don't know how I got here, but uh, Bone Tomahawk. Oh no, 2015. Yeah, not long ago. Yeah, 2015. Okay, I'll have to. I, I shows the last time I actually went into so, a movie theater. Escape from New York, The Thing, Silkwood. Oh, that's right. That's right. Best of time. So, Big Trouble in Little China was in 1986. That was probably the next thing I like. The next thing he I also saw did. Him. He did one called The Mean Season. I think that was 1985. Not on this list, but uh, okay. To Kill a Sunrise Backdraft, which was yeah. and then, which was one of his and big of course, ones. Overboard was is like one of my favorites. And then Tombstone, playing wider. Yeah. That was that was pivotal. Stargate. Yes. Okay. Uh, Escape from L.A., he's back and being Snake Plissken in 1996. Yes. 3,000 Miles to Graceland, Vanilla Sky, probably not big. Miracle, he was playing the the coach, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. That was a great movie. Sky High, Steve Stronghold, The Commander. Anybody? Yep, that no? was good. My kids, yeah, I my, my, my kids watched that movie like it was film. going out of style, man. That was, it was really good. <laughs> it was surprisingly good. Are you a hero or a sidekick? That's right, exactly. Uh, Grindhouse, Touchback, really furious. Bone Tomahawk. He was really, he really had a drought there of like ones I I didn't even see. Um, Between Sky High and Bone Tomahawk, he didn't exist. Hateful Eight. Yeah, everybody has their heyday. That's right. And Hateful Eight, he was in a uh, Tarantino film. Uh, And then really had a. uh, well, he did. Fur- he he was in Furious Seven or Fast and Furious Seven, which was no, the none of those movies. The, the, I haven't watched any a single one of uh, those movies. He was in Poseidon, which was a remake of the Poseidon Adventure. Yeah, I saw that one. Also with yeah. Ernest Borgnine. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy is where he made his big, uh, I think, like comeback. I felt yes. Like. Yeah. Yeah. But now and then, once upon a time, he played an entire planet. 
That's right. <laughs> he, <laughs> he was ego. Ego the entire uh, yeah. planet. But actually, you know what? Looking back on this list, Bone Tomahawk was pretty good <laughs> from compared to all these other ones. <laughs> oh, you're downplaying Kurt Russell's significance. I probably am. I mean, no, and this list doesn't in- include the computer war tennis shoots. Yeah. So I don't even know where this thing is. Or the Use, world's strongest man or the strongest man in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Use cars. Yeah. Use cars. That was, that was yes. great. I remember that. That was great. Movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, yeah. So I, I think we can, since Russell wasn't a big fan of this one, I think we can skip his other eye patch movie, but how, how do you, obviously we're going to rank it differently here. Wait, 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 wait. Holy shit. Captain Ron is not on his fucking list. What's, what's going on? What's wrong with this thing? Hold on. It was rated so lowly that you need to go out to IMDb, Russ. Hold on. Hold on. No, seriously, hold on. Captain. Oh, it's not even on this list. Oh, my God. This is. is I can tell you. I'm not even going to link that list now. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to say so, Captain Ron versus Escape from New York. I'm obviously going to Escape from New York. Since Captain Ron is so lowly rated in my book, uh, I bet Russell, since he owns Captain Ron, will say Captain Ron clearly because he's not a fan of uh, Escape from New York. Where's Dave weigh in on this? Well, let's see. It was a good. I thought it was a good popcorn film. Just something to th- throw away an afternoon. I mean, I remember seeing it in the theater when I was what ten. Uh, rated R movie. Kind of cool. I was like, I remember being in there with. Did you, did you ever see Captain Ron? I did, many okay, years so ago. Which, which one do you like better? Oh, really? You're gonna make me choose, aren't you? Huh? Yes, I'm making choose. I actually liked Captain Ron. Yes! Yeah! Oh. Yes! I, 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 I've gone way down in your book. Oh. <laughs> Dave, I will forever love you. Just because of that. All I have to say is Captain Ron a little more rapey than Snake Plissken. <laughs> well, we never we never learned how he got the name Snake. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh... So that was a little bit quicker than than I expected. Uh, was there is there anything else you guys have to add at the end? Um, I know that everyone's excited. Andy didn't even know that uh, Umbrella Academy season two was coming out like in a week. So he's all excited for that one. It comes out like July 31st, right? July 31st. Yeah. Um, was there anything else you've caught lately? Hmm. Just briefly. Uh, you know what? I, I am, I, at this point, my wife and I are catching up on old shows that we haven't been able to watch. I just finished eight seasons of Homeland. Oh, okay. With, wow. Claire, with Claire Danes. Aye, Okay. Is that how many seasons there are of that there, show? There or? are eight seasons. I watched eight seasons okay. in the last, probably in the last uh, two months. I, 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 I'm up to season ten and a half of Supernatural. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're still slogging through that? My wife will not let me watch some of these other shows I want to watch until we're through that. But I also, I got her to, because um, we watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. once a week. I've gotten her to um, throw in a little Warehouse 13 after that. Oh, that's great. That reminded, I love Warehouse 13. That's great. That reminded me of like the show I told you, like, The Librarians. It's a very similar theme where they're going after like important magical objects. Warehouse 13 is didn't they, much didn't better they, than Didn't they do crossovers between Warehouse 13 and 
librarians or something no, like that? No, no, because I watched okay. all librarians and they, I didn't see okay. them there. But, but right. it's got that same vibe, you know, that same vibe of, you it, know, it does you know, have, it does. It has, but, the, you know, the big warehouse mm-hmm. that reminds you instantly of the scene at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark when you right. first see it. And it's, you uh, know, it's kind of cool vibe. So we're starting to watch that. And then I've been trying, I, I got sidetracked and watched um, a show called Electric Dreams on uh, Amazon. It's very oh, it's, Black Mirror. Yes. Uh-huh. But it's all based on Philip K. Dick stories. So Philip K. Oh. Dick, they based a Blade Runner, Minority Report, Total Recall. They're all based on his books. Okay. So it's like short stories by him. So it's very much like a Black Mirror. Like, but all of Philip K. Dick's stories are like, you know, mistaken identity or I don't know who I am kind of things. Like he had some kind of weird paranoia. Or, or who you really think you are is not who you really think you are. Yeah, that kind of stuff. So it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting and it's only eight episodes. So it's an easy it's an easy binge. I, I put off the, the Orville, which I'm now trying to get into. Right. But I'm, I'm, I, just, I, I'm still, Russell, you said you loved that show, but I was just so expecting more of a, the level of humor from like Family Guy that I'm kind of disappointed that there's it, it is, a little bit. It's, it's, it's more, it's more actual Star Trek and, and talking about like, you know, the, uh, Stuff going on in society, you know. Yeah. Then, then you know, that, that's I just what, got what busy, a lot of Star Trek was the too at the time. Change episode, and I'm like, uh. Dude, well, I'm sorry, did, but, the, but when, did you get this? The, get, do you get to the social media one yet? No, I'm, I'm oh, like when they, yeah, when they five. yeah, that, that was a great one where they like they go to that planet and they get uh, based on your you know your. Uh, you get credit. You cre- yeah, 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 yeah. Was it the you get? It, to, it, it's the whole social credit thing that they're doing over in China right now. Oh, you're talking yeah. about Black Mirror. No, 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 no. Orville. Oh, well, they have a whole Orville. episode on Black Mirror like that. That yeah. was my favorite Black Mirror episode. My my favorite yeah, well, might... <laughs> my favorite episode of Orville was when that uh, the robot. And I can't remember. This is I I I watched it like the robot when... that sounds exactly like Data. Right, right, right. The robot, and he cuts off the guy's leg uh-huh. as a practical joke. Oh, I haven't liked the leg. <laughs> and they're like, they're like this thing, it, it, it's so funny because they can grow the leg back, but and the, he, the, that's but that's how he interprets a practical joke. But he cuts yeah. off the the you know the guy's uh, leg, the right. uh, the pilot's like leg. Like I said, it's got it's got some oh, of so that funny. humor in there. I was just expecting a higher level, and it feels more to me just like a watered down Star Trek most of the time. And then it's got it is. the humor like. Thrown in like Star, Star Trek as written by Steph, Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, yeah. It is. but I was hoping for like you know, I always feel like everything he's done live action hasn't lived up to Family Guy. No, right. no, no, no. The the uh, absolutely. Oh, wait, yeah. When when you can have yeah, like five ten minute uh, fights with a chicken. Yeah, and like you're, you're, yeah. you're like I I don't know when this is going to stop and why, and then you finally laugh and then it ends. Yeah, you're like oh god, how did he do that? You know, yeah. and it's just, it's amazing timing. He can do that in those, 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 uh, cartoons. Oh yeah. Yes. Totally. yeah. But I know what's, you mentioned Orville and I've been, we just, uh, Lauren, I just started Star Trek Picard. Okay. On the uh, CBS all access. And yes, I'm so far. I'm, I'm, I've only, we've only watched like three episodes and so far I'm just, I'm not impressed. It's got a weird, uh, like they're trying to get a lot of inf- like you know usually like in the Star Trek series there's twenty you know twenty six episodes yeah you know, whatever it is and they're, they're trying, trying to cram too much trying to cram t- and there's so it's just a lot of cuts and like there's a lot of like well why is he there and why is he doing that and you're like oh, I guess you right. have to like you know infer that he went there and he had to do this you know whatever it is and it's uh, 
It just doesn't yeah, make a lot of sense. They're, they're trying to, you're trying to figure out what happened with, with Picard and then over the past 20-something years. You're trying to fill in his backstory since the last time you saw him. Right, and then you're trying to figure out what's happening with what? the uh, synth- synthetic you know, beings. Right. And you're like, so I say, I'm only three episodes in, but I'm so far, I'm like, gosh, I wish I could like yeah. it more. It's, well, now, I, have I you watched really Star Trek Discovery Star Trek at all? Fan, so that, that's me, also on my like list. And when the trailer first came out, it almost looked like you know Picard was opening in a winery or something. And that just oh, yeah. didn't like catch my attention. <laughs> well, he's in, he yeah, like, well. it is in France and he's, he lives on a vineyard. And, and I uh, get that. Yeah, he's, then, in, he's retired. He's, he's surrounded by Romulans, which is bizarre. Right? Yeah. Which well, Romulan did... wine is, you know, very popular. <laughs> ale. Romulan ale, ale or whatever. Yeah, ale. Yes. Um, Maybe they're trying to get in the wine business. See, I, I thought they were Vulcans first. And then I'm like, no, they're Romulan. That's weird. And, yeah, uh, they're smiling. They're they're Romulans, right? Exactly. They have they have, they have a emotions. sense of humor, and so I'm like, they're Romulan. That's crazy. And then you f- you hear about like uh, the synthetic beings and the Romulans and Mars, and you're like, oh, what's going on? And so there's it's just so far it seems. I hope that they they you know tie it all together and make it work. But so far I'm not impressed. But I, I have not watched Star Trek Discovery. That's on my list as well. Is it, would you suggest yeah. watching that first? It's a time. Well, yeah, I, 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 I remember why I, I sat down. I, I, I had no preconceived notions about discovery, okay. and it kind of lays out this whole plot line in the first season. And it's like, like that's cool. And you see where the Federation went to war with the Klingons at one point, and and the reason why. Spoilers. Yes, I'm not going to tell you why. <laughs> No, no, I have a question because I did watch the very first episode of that when it was free on like the regular CBS before right. it switched over to you got to pay for that. All access, right. And I remember because, you know, they made such a big deal when they made the movies that it was basically like an alternate universe and blah, 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 blah. So they don't have to follow canon of mm-hmm. anything. You know, they, they went over to that other universe. But then when they came out with this series, they're like, oh, but no, no, this series is actually in the original. Yes, yeah, so it takes place 10, 10 years before the original series. And yet, I remember watching that first episode and going, then why the hell did the Klingons look different again? Right. Why, why well, they look like buttheads. They, they, they explain things by not explaining them. <laughs> I, they lost me at the Klingon makeup. I'm like, oh, okay, original, the original Klingons were just like tan guys with beards. And then right. all of a sudden they got these giant things coming out of their heads. And, and now the new Klingons in this look like somebody like was you know trying to do one of those... Uh, uh, special effects uh, contest on Sci-Fi Channel, right. and that was their interpretation of a Klingon or something. So, yes, exactly. One, one of my favorite episodes of Next Generation was when uh, they went like back in time to like the Tribble episode. I think Tribble it was. with Tribbles. I did watch that. One. And I remember when they like called Worf. What happened? He's like, we don't talk about it. You're like, that was how they explained it. I'm like, come on, <laughs> what the heck? You just punted on that completely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bam, that we didn't was, have budget was, for, for our foreheads back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But and that was they, always my biggest complaint about Star Trek in general was that, like, hey, it's a new race. They have, like, a notch in their ear. <laughs> well, Everybody was too humanoid. You know what? Uh, because on, they were trying to cut costs. On, on, the, uh, on the Picard, there was, like, I can't remember which movie it was, but they had the, uh, the, the there was a blue, blue-skinned, white hair race yeah, with, with, with the antennas oh, yeah. andorians andorians yeah. and they and they there was the andorians on on the planet on earth yeah 
you know, and I'm like, oh, cool. Like, they, like I'm like watching all these aliens. I'm like, they were integrating all these other uh, aliens into the, uh, you know, to 20, 30 years later, whenever this uh, takes place. Yeah. Um, I thought that was cool because they, they were not, not part of the Federation. Well, like, I remember you know, they had the introduced, series. they tried to at one point introduce a bunch of aliens. Like when they, it was one of the later Star Trek films where like Kirk was looking really old and they were on some prison planet. And all of a sudden yeah. they had like all these alien species that you'd never seen in, you know, the history right. of the series before. <laughs> exactly. They were yeah. trying to be more Star Trek. But I mean, Star Wars. If you, if you can get past some of the, the, the hangups you have about Klingons there, Brad. And the fact of having to pay just to watch that one show. Yes. And I, well, I got to the point where it was like, I was doing it. I was watching these programs while I was uh, working out in the morning. I'm on the treadmill uh-huh. and it's like, I have to have something to keep my mind going. Uh, and it's like, Helps okay, I'll, workouts for sure. I'll bite the bullet. Yeah. I'll bite the bullet and pay for it. And I'm sitting there watching it. Hey, these aren't bad. These are actually pretty good. Well thought out yeah. plotted. And, and since they're, only 12 or 13 episodes long that can cram. Yeah. Well, that's the funny thing is today, like it's when, when a show is so short, it's a lot easier to get. You just think, well, there's only four more episodes. I can make it through it. Right. I tried that with, I, I only regret that with one series. And that was that another life on uh, Netflix. That had mm. a Starbucks I still in have it. to oh, thank you the, for that because I, I do. That I was, was like so four episodes in like and I, through. yeah. And I'm like, Oh, thank goodness. I now have to finish that garbage. But I was all just like, well, you know, it's only, 10 episodes. I can make it through 10 episodes. <laughs> well, <laughs> now, not, not to give too many spoilers here, but the second season, they bring in the, the character of Captain Pike. Uh-huh. The only time you saw Captain Pike was when he, the dude in the wheelchair with yeah, a little with the, flashing the light. Out of the box. Yeah, and his little flashing light in the original well, series. Actually, but there's like an episode of the original series where they actually show him, that guy, doing... Well, it's the same episode. It's like a yeah. flashback, but that was actually yeah, well, the original pilot. Yes, yes. But they bring in the character of Pike, and they they kind of fill in more of his backstory yeah. after or before he gets winds up in the chair. So, but that that that's kind of interesting, and they're, that that's actually I get, they're actually talking about making that a series now. Yeah. So. So, so, yeah, you said Captain Pike, and I immediately thought Captain Pike was uh, in the uh, Star Wars. I'm sorry, Star Wars, Star Trek reboot. Mm-hmm. Wasn't Pike yes. the uh, the captain? Yes. That uh, yes. Of the uh, right, he was he was the Enterprise captain of the Enterprise before Kirk. Before Kirk. Okay, and so you say he makes an appearance in Discovery. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. He's see an, that. Oh, he's yeah, he's an integral part of the plot of season two. Okay. Well, now, now, see, now that I've got, I've got that on the list. Now I'll have to share with you. I've got this new IPTV uh, service that I'm uh, using, and uh, all these old uh, shows are now on there. It's mm. great. Yes. So I'd be flashing back to look at old shows now. Is it the? I, and that's it. I'm like, it's got this series, you know, all these old shows, and I'm just going back, like picking up uh, all these things I wanted to watch. They're on, on HBO, on on you know, CBS All Access. I'm just, I'm, I'm catching. On yeah, there everything. were things that like I had missed, like when they first ran, like you know. And again, they're like short series, so they're like easy to go. Okay, well, I can watch that. Like I watched Angie Tribeca, which I told you was kind of like a. Police Squad ripoff, sure, that yes. wasn't quite as good. 
I mean, it was it was okay. It had moments, but but you know, it wasn't sure, the surely level you of, can't be serious. Yeah, surely you can't be serious. It wasn't the level Don't of call uh, me Shirley. Leslie Nielsen for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, yeah, I there's see. so much stuff like that. You're like, oh, you just think you go, oh, well, eight episodes, I can do that. <laughs> Yeah, you know well, you and that's the thing. You, 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 you don't have stuff, to. You probably wouldn't have gotten through episode three of if it was like once a week on CBS. Well, and that's the thing because you, with the, like a twenty-two episode season, yeah. you, they ha- they they have to have all these stupid subplots that yeah. sometimes go nowhere, or, or characters that get introduced that tell don't me, do tell anything. Me about, like I said, season ten of Supernatural. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just got I got through with like I don't know how many seasons of Brooklyn Nine Nine, like. Uh-huh. They, they always have like one large arc, yeah. And but then, but then each one has like its own little subplots, and you know, for yeah. each episode. But like when when you get like a, an eight episode, nine episode, twelve episode season on like Netflix, there is yeah. just literally it's just one giant movie, and it's just yeah. cut up into one and a half, one hour, yeah. forty five exactly. minute episodes. Like, like yeah, like what? Well, exactly. that's, that's kind of how the Mandalorian felt. I felt like I got like. You know, what a six-hour Star Wars a, movie. Exactly, that's what it was. And yeah. just, or, or you look at like Breaking Bad. I mean, did you watch? Yeah. I hope you watch Breaking, Bad. Watch Breaking yeah. Bad. I'm not. Actually. I'm not into like movies where like the main character is like a bad guy or like. A, oh, a but the, I don't oh, like Brad, you, Brad. Oh my oh, gosh, you got to. Oh, he would love this because it's so good. It's, 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 it's a good guy who, who falls there. to the dark side. Yeah. Yet still good. It's good, and that's the thing. You you have this this overall arc, but you you can you get better quality writing. You get better yeah. you 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 can get what you the the director and the producers can get what they want into those ten episodes per season. Yeah, well, and, I, and the same holds true for like um. I used to be big into The Walking Dead. I kind of fell out of it because I think it went too long. I think that show needed to have an endpoint. And it didn't, and they ended up killing off so many characters that to the point where you're like, "Oh, okay, now there's like nobody left that I started with." <laughs> you really, but, you really care about this is, next, is, next is, generation? Is Daryl dead? But, but for a while, um, I think he's one. He might be the only ones that still left. But, but for <laughs> for for the most part, it was Merle? like, is Merle dead? The Walking, yeah, Merle's dead. Oh, for, for, for the Walking Dead, like compared to any just like random zombie movie, like. Because you get to grow with these characters and go on a journey with these characters and see them every week, you care about them so much more than you do just any random big budget zombie movie anymore. It's like right. almost like, what's the point? <laughs> yeah, you can become invested in the character and their Yeah, TV their, shows can their, do that. They, have, they, they, can, they can develop like stuff you can't develop in a two-hour movie because you got to move the plot along. Right. So that's why we don't know anything about Snake Plissken other than he's a badass in a eye patch. Yeah, and a... And a Tattoo of a snake on his stomach. Yeah, it looked like a question mark when I first saw it. Yes, I know. I, I thought maybe he was the Riddler. Okay, I thought I was like the only one who I uh, was thinking that. I'm like, oh, why? What? It just looks like a snake, but it's more like a question mark. Yeah, really. <laughs> Riddle me this, Batman. Yes. <laughs> Very good. So, uh, so okay, yeah. so I'm watching uh, Picard. Um, I've definitely got uh, Discovery on my list. Uh, what do you got on your list, Brad? Besides another five and a half episodes, seasons, five of, seasons of se- Supernatural. Supernatural. Anything else? I'm, I'm honestly, I really just want to get to. I'm, I, I like watching the Warehouse 13 and the Agents of Shield. I'm just waiting to get past this so I can watch uh, Jack Ryan. 
I'm oh, anxious yes. to watch Jack Ryan. Yes. Jack Ryan is worthwhile for sure. And also, I want to watch. There's a movie on Hulu called um, Palm Springs. Oh, it's with and, uh, Andy, Andy Samberg, yeah. Yeah, and it's a time loop, and I love time loops, so I'm looking forward to that. Oh, uh, uh, that's on my list. Time sure. time loop, so it keeps repeating itself over yeah, and over again. Yeah, it's like a Groundhog Day, day effect, yeah. where you where you wake okay. up the next day, no matter what happened the day before, you're back in the starting the same day again. Oh, so it's and, like quarantine. So it's it's like quarantine. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, he's basically been in this loop for a while, and some girl accidentally gets stuck in it with him. You just described my April yourself. and May of this year, Brad. What? <laughs> you just described April and May of, for yeah. me this year. <laughs> no, there's a meme I, I posted just the other day on my Instagram. It's uh, It says, we're now in day 157 of the 15-day... <laughs> and it's got Bill Murray in the picture. Two two weeks to flatten the curve. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> By the way, Dave, how how is your wife doing? She's doing really well. She's uh, it's like nothing ever happened. She's back to work. Well, like, yeah, she's like Superwoman now. She's like yeah. literally like uh, I can she, do anything. She, she has made a sterner stuff than I am. Oh, that's great. I'm glad to hear it. So. That's yeah. She's. I'm like, the, their recovery's been remarkable. That's now my good. coworker, he's been, he, he's been. In a, I had a coworker who who got it. That's right. You um, mentioned that before. Yeah. And he was he was in a coma for like oh, ten or eleven days. Shit. Yeah, and they had to intubate, and then they had to trach him, and all that. And they actually featured him in the news here. Um, he was the 1,000th patient treated and released at Baltimore Washington Medical Center for COVID, and and he he's back home now. He's not back at work yet. He's still got to do some physical therapy and things to get his strength back. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he uh, glad he came through it. Yeah, yeah. So because I remember my wife was when I told her what was going on, she. The look on her face was one of like, yeah, that's not good. Mm. That, Most times you hear somebody's been uh, put on that ventilator, they, uh, it's, it's not yeah, it's not a, it, it doesn't end well. So no, it does not. I'm glad to hear uh, that your uh, your coworker came through it okay. Yes. At least uh, still alive to tell the tale. Yes. Well, cool. Well, you know what? Uh Short and sweet to the point, boy. Uh, there you go. Escape from New York. I'm not. I don't know that I'm going to watch Escape from LA anytime soon. Oh yeah, no. If you didn't, I was going to say if you didn't like this one, you probably won't like the next one because the other one was obviously they had more money, but the effects were like super cheesy and it was over the top. You know how like in this one he has the cool fight scene in like the you know it's like a wrestling match but with the bats, sure, like a gladiator. And the next mm-hmm. one, there's this ridiculous scene in Escape from LA where he's on a basketball court and he has to keep making these like three quarter court shots and he has to make like six of them in a row to escape some situation. And it was just like, you gotta be kidding me. Okay. What the hell's going on here? Like, I actually saw that. In the, ever. I saw that in the theater and I actually fell asleep. <laughs> there is some cool scene though, where, cause like California has been like devastated by like flooding and stuff. And there's some scene where he flies over like on a hang glider at what, looks like it was supposed to have been a Disneyland, but they had to make mm-hmm. it look different so so right. that when it wasn't too recognizable. Uh, and but it's like going down Main Street, you know? Yes, instead of uh, St- instead of uh, Lee Van Cleef, it's Stacey Keach as the warden. Yeah. 
So this is so. Let me just go back. Escape from uh, L.A. was 1996. Yeah. Okay. Yes. These are the other movies that you could have seen in 1996. Independence Day. I, I'm sure I saw them all. I saw quite a few movies I'm, in 1996. Uh, Twister. <laughs> yeah. Saw Twister. Fargo. Fargo. Mission Impossible. From Dusk okay. Till Dawn. Uh, okay. Twelve Monkeys. So, yeah, it's my favorite it. so far. Like one of my favorite movies of all time, that thing you do. Okay. Uh, the comedy classic Kingpin, and then the uh, oh yes, the, the the blockbuster Jerry Maguire. These were all movies that were made in 1996. Yet also, Escape from L.A. was yes. made in 1996. Well, it's basically like the theory of like it's one of those movies that a lot of people always wanted a sequel, uh-huh. but then you wait you wait too long. It's too much to yeah, where it's yeah, no yeah, longer relevant. Long. Yeah. And, and that's how I feel like the new Bill and Ted is going to be. It's going to be like, oh, people it's always be, wanted more. Uh, too, too little, it's, it's going to come out and it's going to be like Dumb and Dumber 2. You know what? God, that was the saddest thing I've ever seen. That, I, yeah. Yeah. No, I, that, it just didn't work. Ne- never needs if they had made reviewed. that movie two years after the original one, it would have been a hit. Would have been amazing. But when you were right. 15 years, it just doesn't work sometimes. And the whole the, the whole thing when he they came in and he pretended to be what was it he was pretending to be like in some kind of uh, some kind of coma some kind of like uh, you know mute state I don't even know like vegetative state and he's yeah, like for years. gotcha I'm like no no they did not do that that was terrible yeah. that was terrible also there swingers in 1996 ah uh, swingers was oh great. yeah uh, come on really the English patient. No, you lost me there. Happy Gilmore. The... <laughs> Mars Attacks, 1996. Train Spotting. And then also, Escape from New York. I'm sorry, yeah. L.A. All right. What, what year was Usual Suspects? Ooh, I don't know that one. Was that 96 or 95? Oh, uh, Usual Suspects. That was 95. So it was 1995, okay. yes. Again, like... Uh, all these great movies being made, yet they they decide to make that one. Well, they just this you know they, there's like this these people that ask for it and then they get it and they go oh well I guess uh, we didn't really need it. I guess, I guess. <laughs> Psych, I didn't need that one. Exactly. Beverly Hills Cop three. I, I, and I'm wondering if uh, I'm wondering if uh, uh, what you call it coming to America two is going to be like that because that's one of the ones that's in production. Are you kidding oh, me? No. I, I just I just no. watched. I just no. watched that with my, with my kid the other day. I'm like, oh, you should watch Coming to America. And it uh, pretty much passed the uh, uh, the you know the royal penis is clean, your highness. I'm like, oh, I don't really much remember much after that, other than the soul glow <laughs> and the, uh, the 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 oily uh, stains on the the couch when the uh, yeah the parents of well, Darryl no, that get movie up. had some great great stuff in it, and it's considered a classic by a lot of people. But it's like. Can you really make a sequel to that twenty whatever years later? I mean, yeah. I don't know. It, is is Eddie Murphy or Arsenio Hall? Yeah, Eddie again? Murphy, Arsenio Hall got a job again. Oh my gosh, Arsenio Hall! He must be. Ecstatic. When's the last time you saw him? Uh, isn't isn't uh, is he, he has? You think he's been on like cable access or you know yeah. like PBS for like the last? Uh, Wasn't he like forever? on some infomercial? I don't know. I think he spent on I, I, it's, it's some some sort of uh, talk show since uh, since he started no, Arsenio Hall. So yeah, right. does he still does he still do the whoop 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 dog pound whoop? 
Oh my horrible. gosh! Oh, by the way, oh, also, by the way, younger than uh, than uh, Kurt Russell, sixty-five years old, sixty-four years old. Excuse me. Who is Eddie? I, no, I saw Arsenio Hall. Oh, amazing! Wow. Eddie looks great. Eddie looks like he hasn't aged. I saw him on the uh, the, the comedians, cars, cars doing, comedians uh, and cars doing yeah. yeah, comedian cars getting coffee, and I'm like, yeah. oh, he looks amazing. That's in- that was interesting that that episode with him. It was. Well, I mean, what has he done since? I don't know. I mean, I I kind of tuned he, him he out. He's except... comeback movies. Like most recently, he did a, a, a version of Dolomite, um, like the story of the guy from the original like black exploitation film. Okay. Um, that was on Netflix. He's he, he always seems to have like a comeback movie, and then the comeback doesn't quite happen. Yeah, it was like I saw Everyone's him in Bofe. Uh, Everyone's waiting I... for him to do stand up again. I think. I think he's just like, oh, I can't live up to what I did back then. There's no way. So right. why am I going to do that? I don't want to yeah, and, the image of being one of the greatest. Right. So, and then the, the last thing the last thing I saw him in was Bowfinger. If that Yeah. Oh, I love Bowfinger. Oh, that was well, brilliant. But yeah. he he was he's been Donkey in the Shrek movies. That's been Oh yeah, his, yeah. Don't forget you know, Donkey. That that that's been his biggest thing me, in the last sorry, you know, ten years. Donkey is just a rip off of his Mulan character, Mushu. Right. Right. <laughs> But then Donkey gets all the fame. <laughs> it's the same character. It is. Mm-hmm. Daddy Daycare. Yeah. He's been in a bunch of stuff. It's just like he, he, he never quite got back to the level. But he, I mean, for a while there, he was like, every movie he was making was I'm making $100 million when $100 million meant something. Right. And then, then he, like then he, even his stand-up movie made like a fortune. Then he, then he made a series of movies that made him so radioactive in Hollywood. Yeah. No one would touch him. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, so uh, let's get out of here. Um, we'll yep. have links on the show notes. Uh, Superfantasticterrific.com. We'll have notes. And so, hey, Brad, uh, yep. has 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 the escape from uh, New York made it to the uh, on your list of uh, reviews? Yep. Well, uh, not well, my, not well, in the blog, but no. My, what was it given? What was the uh, review? At the time, it was oh, given an eight plus. I think I have to downgrade it after the rewatch. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean honestly, I, I had remembered it being more exciting because I saw it when I was so young. Yeah. You know, like you said, yes. watching an R-rated movie or whatever. But yeah, I just Great. remembered it being. How more was that R-rated, by the way? So tame compared to what you know. Yeah, nowadays. there was. They, they used the F word. Oh yeah, probably. Did they? Like once? Yes. Couple of times. A couple of times. Yeah. All right. But you know what? This the, 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 uh, recorded for uh, forevermore. Let it be known, Dave Spillich rated Captain Ron Captain higher Ron. than Escape from New York. And he's the one that recommended Escape from New York. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I threw that out there because you said let's do a classic '80s movie, and I couldn't think of anything else other than that one. And, <laughs> Brad jumped on. Jason jumped on. Best days of my life, Dave. That's what I just want to say. I remembered it more fondly than than uh, apparently I should have. But again, I still like the John Carpenter like music. Like I yes, think his yeah, music yeah, yeah. Adds immensely yes. to his movies. So check out the show notes, superfantasticterrific.com. Check out Brad's blog. On, they'll be linked to at uh, superfantasticterrific.com as well. And the Facebook page, the blog, and the Mouse Minute. And uh, for all those Disney films that are not coming out to theaters, 
Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, is Mulan going to come out in theaters or is it going to be right to Disney Plus? What do you think? Uh, it's got to come out in theaters. They spent too much money on that and they had a lot running on it for like the Asian market. So I'm Man, sure I, I, they're I, expecting it to do well in China. I got a uh, an email from Fandango telling me that I should buy a ticket and I went to buy a ticket and then it said, sorry, not in theaters. Well, Ooh. I feel so bad for the movie industry right now because was. like, the movie Tenant, which is uh, Christopher Nolan's next movie, right. it's had its like, uh, release date changed like four times already. Uh, it was supposed to be in geez. August, and now they just bumped it back again. So it's basically like everything that was supposed to come out in 2020 will come out in 2021. And some, I don't know, you know, there's going to be like a backlog of movies at some point. Well, yeah, some, well. some Tom Hanks war movie that was a big budget thing just went oh, direct yeah, the to Greyhound. Online. Yeah. Greyhound, which was, was supposed to be really good. Too. So I look forward to it in the future. Everything good is in the future. There you go. Because the <laughs> yes. present sucks All right, ass. guys. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> so, hey, uh, thanks, guys. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you next time. Okay. All right. All right, man. Bye. Have a good one, gentlemen.